0: Hey guys, this is Kate with Call Shops Entertainment. We're coming to you from Gen Con, Indianapolis. It's 2019, the 52nd Gen Con anniversary. Welcome. We actually have a special guest here. It's Jessica Lynn Verde. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm um, great. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. We're really excited to get to, to talk to you. It's going to be fantastic town. 100%. Oh my gosh.
1: <laughs> I've already influenced you. Yeah. It's wonderful. Did you prepare that? I'm super impressed. I'm super impressed. (laughs) Town. (laughs) Love it.
0: So, Jessica, we just have a couple questions to ask you. With all of the different projects that are on your plate, can you tell us about your process in handling all of these? Yeah, I guess that's a good question.
1: Um, I, uh, I was, like, one thing I want to talk about is, like, my schedule is crazy. But because you're right, like, how do you handle, like, oh, i got to be here and I've got to do this different thing. And I, when I realize that I'm a kind of person that has to write something down, even though I know you're not asking me th- about, like, how do you keep your calendar, I can keep everything separate. And I know which what things I have to do when it it's getting written down in a book. I look at my calendar. I'm like, oh, this is the thing I'm doing today. So, because uh, I am juggling three or four or five or six different things a, a, a week, which is not even as much as some people do, okay. but it doesn't feel like it's a, a job. Am I making sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's it's fun that I get to do so many things. But you're right. There takes a little bit of mental gymnastics to like jump from one thing to the next, or even two different RPGs in one week. too Two. Yeah. yeah. So, two
0: different characters. Like, that's really d-
1: Someone brought up that I, right now, two of my, both of my characters on Hyper RPG on Tuesday is wrestling. She's been possessed by the fairy man. So, my, I, I know, right? It's a whole, it's a whole involved story. Like, watch Blood Curling Tales in Time. So, um, Chrissy has been possessed. So now I can play both of those characters. And Hannah is trying to divorce from her demon dad. So, it, I know, <laughs> it's a lot, and believe me, it is a lot. But someone finally pointed out on Twitter, like, I'm t- technically playing four characters right now on two RPGs, which is really awesome that the they parallel them themselves that way. So, But also, I just have to be present in the moment, which character's playing what motive, and what is the GM asking me to do, and what do I feel like doing in the moment. So I don't overthink it, because I'm not going, oh, shit, I didn't make the move the other character wanted me to do or something. I'm fe- feeling out in the moment who's trying to talk. Gotcha. Okay, does Jessica want to talk or does Chrissy want to talk? <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah it's a lot but in a fun way.
0: <laughs> Among other things you're involved in Ripley's improv, uh, Rat Queens and Hyper RPG. When did you start acting? Great question.
1: I think I came out of the womb doing it like hey mom. Um, I was 11. I did my first play and I kind of had stopped since then. Um, I remember watching commercials and being like, I want to do whatever that is, but I think I thought it was like real families. So I wanted our family to be on a commercial together. And I was really crestfallen when I learned that it wasn't your real family, <laughs> usually. But I was also like, oh, well, then I could be that little girl in the family. Um, I didn't like professionally pursue until maybe five or six years ago. So like, didn't want to get fired from another restaurant job. And I was like, well, let's fail at my actual passion, and it's been a really fun upward trajectory from there. That's really awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm very, I'm very blessed and also grateful, you know.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, can you pinpoint the moment in your life when you fell in love with gaming? What, When did you get into tabletops, and how did you find Hyper RPG? It's a, it's
1: a, uh, that's a good question, too, and it's like
0: all circles back to improv, and but also being
1: open to the road that is out in front of you as opposed to being resistant to what is open. Like, we all should have an idea. Oh, I want to do a podcast. I want to, you know, hang out with my friends for a living. How do you do these things? You know how they say, and I'm not necessarily um, a religious person, but like, God answers your prayers in the ways you don't expect it. I didn't know that I would ever want to do this, but by doing improv and saying yes to improv when I didn't know I was going to do improv as part of my career, I found RPGs in that way, too, and went, well, okay, let me test that water and really loved it. So the the it all originated from like a team that played a live d d improv show. So they would roll and their characters could only do what the DM said they could do and they were, you know, role playing on stage. It was a really exciting game. And then from there like my first campaign happened and I honest to god is so I was so nervous. There's something like acting an actor to act outside of a stage situation. I was like it's like karaoke when you're a singer I hate doing karaoke because I feel like I have to be good at it so I I did um, a Dungeon World game with friends of mine and I was terrified to like even roll I just didn't understand it so but as time has gone on I because I also wanted to be like a neutral good or like a good lawful or something as that has changed I enjoy being a chaotic neutral or chaotic good or something Uh, and I love role-playing in it so yeah it's been a growing Knowing love, I think that, I think it's a natural thing for a storyteller to fall into an RPG, and if they haven't found it yet, they're just they're just waiting to fall in love with it. You know? Does that answer your question well yeah. enough? Great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. yeah I, mm. I found actually I wanted to say this too. Um, I found a hyper RPG because of improv because of a guy named Chris Bramante who had a show on Hyper for a little while, and he's one of those really awesome people that's like, hey, you do something really well, why don't you come do this with us? And not like covetous of his special thing, he wants to bring other people in. So I didn't, I didn't even know what Twitch was until I'm on this channel, being an elf, trying to kill, a, you know, different things in different dungeon rooms uh, with Ripley, actually. And uh, so it was just, it, I, I like people. I love when people are like, Hey, I got this cool thing. Come do it with me. And then Hyper kind of goes, All right, Jessica, what else do you have going on? Um, so it, that was a relationship. That grew from that too. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah.
0: When did you first get involved with Hyper?
1: I guess it's about two years, two and a half years now. So the Gauntlet was about two and a half years ago, and then I would come on for a Hyper Drive every now and then because they—I didn't know really what they were doing yet. I didn't know that RPGs were filmed or anything until I did a Hyper Drive and had to figure out how to make a character really quickly and um, role-play that in front of a camera. And, and when I realized that the the chat was super involved. It was it, that made it more exciting than just like here's seven people filming you and that's it might go up on YouTube. But the live aspect made it, it really married my performance skills with and character acting skills. So uh, I actually they asked they brought me on to do a Big Lebowski script reading. Someone tipped for me to do an Australian accent for the character that I was playing, and I couldn't do it for the life of me. I was It was so bad, so I was like, okay, just, this is I get into an Australian accent. Just, just say knife murder, which is exactly how you might get into an Australian accent. And I would go, okay, knife murder. Uh, 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 and I couldn't, and so I kept on saying knife murder. And Zach Eubank and everyone else at the table with me and the chat, everyone was like, how is this so fucking bad? <laughs> it was so bad. But also, the failure that I was experiencing is what made them go, oh, this girl's great. She can laugh at herself, she's fun, she'll commit to being bad, let's bring her back on. And then, you know, within the next couple months, I was on blood curling and had my own show. Well, not my own show, part of a show. (laughs) It's only my show. Uh, So yeah, about two years now, solidly, almost, yeah.
0: And do you have a process of getting into your creative mode? I know you kind of just said about the Australian accent. Oh, yeah, well, that that is a trick. Um,
1: (laughs) I look at training as um, all the acting training I've done, all the improv training I've done, now that I look back on it, it was so that I could be less nervous, less afraid. Uh, My new philosophy with performance, in particular, or creativity is the talent was always there i was never going to be a better improviser than what i the skills i was giving i what holds me back from being good is fear so training or doing improv classes or whatever stripped away the fear so i was able to feel more confident or competent or whatever so actually i don't i don't have a process anymore really because the more relaxed i am going into a situation the better i'm going to show up and i'm sure that's probably like i was going to say like you need to, like, practice being a, a, a drawer if, you, uh, if you're if you an artist. So it's like, but the skill and the want is there, too, right? So you'll get techniques, to. If I get, I used to get, like, really distracted by an audience laughing in a great way. Like, oh, my God, they're loving it. But now I've lost the conversation I was having with my improv buddy. So... I had to learn how to not get distracted by that, let's say. So as long as I'm calm and enjoying my friends, and there's a philosophy called second circle, which is learning how to give and take in equal measure. Wherever you are, I am, we're going to do this together and learn how to listen and also not be afraid to contribute. That's just a zone that I've learned to practice and cultivate as much as possible.
0: There's definitely a dynamic that you have to have uh, within the group to, to have that. Yeah, you're right.
1: Uh, which I think boils down to like a mutual respect, a mutual trust but also a little bit of forgiveness like if I step on someone's toes or do maybe like stomp on someone's turn, like hey I know Jessica like assuming I didn't come from a bad place to do that or everyone's trying to do their best and and the more you play with people hopefully that grows, the trust grows and the fun grows and if it doesn't then you're at the wrong table. Yeah.
0: Do you have any exciting upcoming projects that you can give us some exclusive one. Yeah, well, exclusive.
1: Oh gosh. <laughs> I got it. And I saw I was thinking about it. Um, oh God, so I can't tell you the name of it, but I'll tell you two exciting things that Ripley is doing. Only because, I'll tell you when you'll get to know. No one gets, no one knows when you get to know yet. And I'm gonna tell you. So Ripley, we have a live show coming out in the fall and it'll be running through October and November on Fridays at Impro Theater, which is where we all met. on September 1st is when we release what we're doing. So you'll get to, you know that, you, that's your exclusive. And then, so Ripley Improv also is just gone into um, total film lock this weekend, you know, Gen Con weekend, it just so happened, with three improvised films that we shot and that means we're ready to submit to Sundance and film festivals and all the like. So we're, so it is so exciting <laughs> to the point where like, so we We did this magic week of just filming, and then it's done. And it doesn't, like, all the other girls had different jobs in order to make it, see it through more. Like, some girls had more to do than others. But, and I edited one of them too, so it's amazing how, from conception to finish. It's still not even a finished project, essentially because of all the film submissions and stuff. That it's still so exciting is a really good sign, I think is my what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm thrilled about it. I'm
0: really excited. Okay, good, I'm excited <laughs> for you to see it. They just
1: sent me the title sequence last night, and it looks so awesome. It's like trying to tell people like, hey, you're gonna watch three completely improvised films, and they're great. Like, the camera's also improvising right along with us. So like, there's, the only thing they know is the suggestion and there the three suggestions were quarantine was day 1 thanksgiving was day 2 i know and uh, day 3 was troop reunion like a like a girl scouts troop reunion type thing and each day the the House was set completely differently. We were put in hair and makeup completely differently every day, and the only thing we kind of decided once we got learned a suggestion is what our, our characters' names were, and then just went for it. That's so awesome. It was, it was so much fun. It, I could do it every day of my life. It was so great.
0: Hopefully
1: you will. We're so close. We just need someone to buy it. Oh, oh! I'm doing. I'm doing their OK symbol. We're so close. Also, it's actually sadly Donald Trump's too. Like, yeah, we might. Have have to change. I'm just saying, he does do this. <laughs> well, not sadly. Hey, you can believe who- in whoever you want. Uh, my name is Donald Trump. I don't, I just, that's what, how Alec Baldwin makes fun of him, is this OK symbol. He does. Um, <laughs> sorry to burst your bubble. <laughs> it's OK. OK, great. It's
0: OK. <laughs> no! <laughs> so, Jessica, do you have any tips or advice for actors or gamers just starting out? Yeah, do I?
1: Um, Don't do that. (laughs) No, I'm kidding, actually, they are living their truth, right? There's a bunch of Warios running around um, going, wah. (laughs) That's how you begin, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier is not being afraid of walking through the door that opens and seeing what's on the other side. Because we don't know, you can't see the trajectory of your path until you've completed. The journey. Oh, I got met this person and they brought me to this show. Like, again, like Chris met him circuitously at Impro Theater and he brought me to the Gauntlet. Then Zach finally, you know, and now I'm on two shows and just by allowing myself to be the ping-pong on the wall. Uh, No, ping-pong on the air? Or the ping-pong on the table, kind of. But I also have a a lot of agency, too. So um, also knowing when to walk away is a a big, important thing. Uh, John Malkovich says um, he credits some of his success in in knowing when to walk away even before a project's done, which I think is counterintuitive to some people's thoughts. Like, oh, I must finish this project, or I'm a failure. Um, You're not. I think also gaming, people are like, well, I don't have any friends that game, so how am I going to do it, or I'm so interested in it. There are The internet is a wonderful resource to find people that are like you, trying to find games to play also, because their friends aren't that interested in it. And go try out this random group, in a safe setting, of course, within public. And I think that's one way to start, right? Like Treat it like an online dating system. And if you don't like them, you don't have to ever see them again, and go find an online community and get more advice or something. Because um, I, my advice was that, is, is that because I didn't know how to play, and I had poor friends that were cool with that, and we're, once you know something, aren't you so excited to share that with your friend? Like, hey, let me bring you in on this thing I like. So, don't be afraid to be wrong, don't be afraid to not know what you're doing, and then cultivate your own sense of play in a respectful, fun way, that so that everyone can enjoy it, and you can enjoy it. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So we just have one more question for you. Right. Uh, is there anything that you'd like to plug while we're here? Oh, great. <laughs> uh... Let's see. Well, we have a brand new story
1: arc happening on Rat Queens right now, so if you jump in, it might seem intimidating because there's like already almost like 30 episodes. So everyone's like, "How am I supposed to watch all this?" And I don't think you need to feel that way. We we catch you up right away. Really, what what's more fun is that you're in the chat and participating in the uh, uh, chat polls and stuff like that. So that's what we want is like don't feel intimidated by the fact that there's so much story. Just jump in and have a good time with us. What else do I want to plug? If you are in. LA in October or November come see uh, Ripley's new genre the remains which remains to be seen uh, or s- told my goodness um, and yeah so blood curling and T- uh, tales and time is in, in a in an awesome place and that's Tuesdays on hyper RPG on at uh, 6 p.m. Pacific time it is in a, just such an awesome we're cooking right now there's like and again like you might go there's so much story you don't understand and it might be a little hard to jump in but I still think it's funner just to be part of the it as it's happening, and don't so don't let that stop you from jumping in and checking out what's going on. Um, I think that's relatively it. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Are you kidding? I'm
0: playing 17 different
1: characters. No, well, four, <laughs> four. But it's a good, it's a good time.
0: That's wonderful. Yeah. Well Thank you so much for your time, Jessica. It was really nice talking to you. My pleasure, Kate, and the men that didn't talk, <laughs> uh, but, who, but who let me talk to
1: them, and they're shaking their heads. I hope. You guys have a great rest of the, and we're all holding up OK signs, which really kind of looks like you might be smoking weed for a second, depending on how you do it, or lifting tea to your lips. That's what it was. It was I understand. Tea. We just spilled the tea, y'all. Spilled the tea, sis. Oh yeah, girl. Uh, thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, it was fantastic. Tom.
1: It was, ah! We live in USA, Bill. <laughs>
0: Hey everyone, thanks for listening, and we'd especially like to thank Jessica for joining us for the interview. Stay tuned to our social media sites, as we're going to be doing a giveaway tied to this very episode. Keep an eye out, and good luck.